Welcome to Sports Scene with Steve Russell. Let's talk some sports and have some lunch on ESPN 98.1 FM and 8.50 AM WRUF. Hello and welcome into a, what is what is today? Wednesday edition of, I forget the day of the week, uh, edition of Sports Scene ESPN 98.1 FM, 8.50 AM WRUF. I'm Steve Russell. Time to eat some lunch and talk some sports. Uh, it is going to be uh, an abbreviated, uh, I shouldn't say abbreviated, it's not going to be that. It's going to be um, uh, a split show today, if you will, because we are going to have the uh, press conference today for Florida's new men's basketball coach. So you'll hear uh, from Coach Golden today, and uh, that'll be at approximately 1230. Uh, we will carry that live uh, after we got off the air yesterday, the news was not good when it came to one of Florida's recruits in the Mike White class. Uh, another of the recruits in Mike White's class, we're going to hopefully give you more information about because Ben Witherspoon, the coach at Orlando Dr. Phillips, is going to join us today, and he's going to talk to you about Denzel Aberdeen and what his decision could be when it comes to Florida. So he will join us at the bottom of the 1 o'clock hour. In the meantime, uh, we will take your phone calls, questions, and comments, 392-8255. You can email srussell at wruf.com as uh, Alex produces today, and he's training Eli. Uh, Mississippi State, uh, my friend John Cohen, now the athletic director, is introducing Chris Jans as their new men's basketball coach. So these coaches that have been named, Missouri got their guy yesterday, Florida, Mississippi State doing it today. And I will also say, I will also say again, look at the hires that have been made and look where the coaches have come from. That's all I'm going to say. Uh, don't forget, uh, that's going to be at about 1230 today. And if the weather holds up, Gators softball today at 550, uh, the second of two against Stetson after the Gators shut them out yesterday. Let's get to the phones. David will lead off. David, hello. Hey, Steve. Hope you're doing well, man. Doing well. Um, you know, I I normally do not rant and rave about what uh, like uh, commentators and sports writers say about other teams, but uh, they had this guy, I don't know if you'd heard it yet, this this writer for a Georgia-focused um, sports outlet went on Paul Feinbaum yesterday and just unlike provoked trash the Billy Napier hire and saying that we were just trying to pursue a Saban clone and went on to say that the only two that are close to Saban is, uh, I guess, Jimbo Fisher and, and Kirby Smart and just kept – and I'm just sitting there thinking to myself, wasn't Napier – pretty sought after for a bit before he decided to leave and come to Florida? Um, yes. I, I, do I think he was, uh, you know, the, the number one choice of a lot of teams? No, it didn't pan out that way. But I, I think, well, I know uh, Scott Strickland had him targeted, and he went after him. And, and look, I, I know fans sometimes can get all up in arms about, you know, what somebody says, it doesn't mean anything, David. It means nothing, okay? Because 
you know, you can turn that around and say, when Dan Mullen got hired, and I was one of them, you know, given the can- the pool of candidates out there, I thought Dan Mullen was a terrific hire for Florida. He coached in the league. He'd been at Florida, blah, blah, blah. Well, you see how that worked out. So, you know, in the end, we'll see if the hire is good. I, I agree with you. I, do, I just like, I don't like the idea of saying uh, something's a desperation hire. Because when you invest so much money in an organization, I don't think most universities, if any, ever get to where they're feeling desperate for something. They have the money. They, they have an idea of who they want to target, like you said. But, oh, no, it threw me off. It reminds me of, like, the NFL was talking about how Trubisky was going to be a great free agent pickup for somebody as a starter. And then as soon as he signs to a team, they kind of started trashing that team and saying that, Trubisky's like the worst quarterback in their division and all this other stuff. It's like, well, you just were saying how great he was. But it's all kind of what drives the, the views and everything. Sure. I'll ask you one question, and I'll, I'll leave you alone, Steve. But um, I wanted to know, what are your thoughts on, um, if you've seen any of like um, the spring practice so far, what are your thoughts on things for football? And if you think um, there's any potential breakout stars this year that we don't already know about. I'll take it off the air. Have a good one. All right, David. Thank you. Uh, We only get to see limited amounts of practice. So, and I've always felt this. Even back in the days when you could go to spring practice and watch it all, I don't know how many times you could look at somebody and say, ah, him, he's going to break out. I just think it's very difficult to do. One of the things, though, I do think positionally that I think is going to be better is the offensive line. And that's not a knock against John Hevesy, who was here previously. But I think they've they've taken the approach of having two guys there. I think that helps. And, you know, I, I think with the guys who are back, the garages of the world and all that, I think that that group has a chance to be pretty good. And remember, statistically, they weren't awful a year ago, but I think they have a chance to be pretty good. I'm not saying it's going to be a strength of the team. That remains to be seen, David, but I do think that group has a chance to be a lot better. Ryan, welcome to the show. How you doing, Steve? Good. So I want to just talk for a quick moment about um, Billy Napier. Okay. Um, I personally think that he is the best hire in the Florida program since we hired Steve Spurrier. I think he actually um, really cares about his players. I think his culture and the way he operates, I think he's going to be um, like Dabo at Clemson. I think a lot of players are going to come here because of his character. Um, and I, I honestly, I think that the Florida program um, over the next 10 years is going to be something that people are going to be very surprised by because this this is one not only a good coach but a high insanely high character guy um, that really does care about um, these young men don't disagree I think the issue though Ryan is going to be the following okay I think following what do you mean well I'm I'm, is the following I'm gonna say here is what I'm gonna say the following I think the league now is better than when Dan Mullen took over Florida. I think it's better. I think South Carolina's hire of Beamer, at least in the short term, is a good one. 
I think Heupel at Tennessee is going to improve you know, the Vols when they were not good for a long period of time. We've seen what Stoops has done, you know, elevating Kentucky. So to your yeah, point, sure. do I think that Napier is going to get better recruits here than what the previous regime did? Yes. Do I think a lot of it is because of the approach you're talking about? Yes. But now you got to go jump some teams. And that's going to be, you know, what happens at that point. That's going to be the proof. But I'm with you. I've already seen some comments from recruits that have said just some of the things you're saying. So that's a good sign. This is an incredible guy. This is an absolutely incredible, um, unique guy. And in the SEC, you have to be able to get five-star recruits. And Florida is going to recruit um, high-character five-star recruits because he is an amazing coach and an amazing person, and um, it's going to translate like it did at Clemson. Okay. Thank you, Ryan. Appreciate your call. you got to get him. I mean, that's, that's the thing. you got to get him, and I don't think it happens overnight either. Remember, Georgia's not going away. Alabama's not going away. Texas A&M, not going away. But I do think, I do think, and I think Billy Napier understands this, that if you can capitalize on this state, because FSU is where it is and Miami is where it is, but think of this. Cristobal has always been known as a good recruiter. So what will Florida do in the South Florida area with Cristobal there? And Charlie Strong is now recruiting Miami uh, for the Hurricanes. That's going to be interesting, too. 1213, time check brought to you by Hayes Jewelry, ESPN, 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WRUF. Gainesville Sports Center, here's what's trending now on ESPN, 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WRUF. Good afternoon, I'm Molly Cooper. Number six Florida Gators softball is back home tonight to host the Stetson Hatters after four away games. The Gators took the field with the Hatters last night in Deland and won 7-0. Tune in right here for live coverage of the game at 5.50. Last week, Scott Strickland hired Todd Golden as the new Gators basketball head coach. Golden previously worked as the head coach for the University of San Francisco. Today, the Gators are holding an introductory press conference for Golden, and coverage of the conference starts right here at 12.30. In action this afternoon at Donald R. Disney Stadium, number 11, Florida Lacrosse also hosts the Stetson Hatters at 4 o'clock. That's your Gainesville Sports Center. I'm Molly Cooper. ESPN 981 FM. 850 AM WRUF. If you're thinking about selling your home in a seller's market, selling your home is the easier part. Problem is, most agents don't have systems, a track record, or any kind of guarantee for getting you the most money and for finding your next home. That's why I love recommending Scott Caldwell with your home sold guaranteed realty for anyone who needs to sell and buy their next home. You've been hearing me talk about Scott for a long time now, how he has thousands of exclusive buyers, written guarantees, and a proven track record, making your experience smooth, hassle-free, and putting the most money in your pocket. He's done that for clients all throughout Ocala, Gainesville, and North Central Florida. He can do the same thing for you as well, making the process easy. And again, 
putting the most money in your pocket. And isn't that the most important thing for you? So call Scott, 352-209-0000, or make an appointment at CaldwellHasTheBuyers.com. That's CaldwellHasTheBuyers.com. Hi, this is Dr. Art Mowry of Exceptional Dentistry. Listen to what our clients have to say about their experience at Exceptional Dentistry. One other thing that I like about Exceptional Dentistry compared to other practices I've been to is it's one practice. From soup to nuts, whatever I need in terms of my dental care, I know that they're going to be accountable and responsible to what services they're providing for me. Other practices that I've dealt with over the years, I felt like I had to triangulate, whether it be someone extracting and another person implanting. Here, it is a one-stop party shop. You're going to get every level of care that you need in terms of your dental care. I've become a new person since all of these treatments have started. I'm extremely pleased with the time and the money investment that I've, that I've made into this. This is Dr. Kim Mowry, and if you think you have dental problems that are too big to overcome, we're here for you. Please visit us at ExceptionalDentistry.com. That's ExceptionalDentistry.com. Hey, folks, if you've been to Dick Mondell's Burgers and Fries at Southwest 4th Avenue and 5th Street in Gainesville, you know what I'm talking about. If you haven't, you owe it to yourself to go because you're going to love their food. They believe better ingredients make better meals. Try their classic burger, the Impossible, and the 100% all-natural chicken burger and fresh salads, too. You want a great shake? They've got those, including their new one, a Florida-grown strawberry shake. Open seven days a week. Find them on Facebook and Instagram, Dick Mondell's Burgers and Fries. You're always up for some fun with the family, so you order the essentials, a new board game, some baking supplies, and even a new projector for outdoor movie night. And with the Bank of America Customized Cash Rewards Credit Card, you can choose to earn 3% cash back on online shopping, which could increase up to 5.25% as a preferred rewards member. Rewards which you can put toward an extra treat that everyone will enjoy, like an old-fashioned popcorn machine. Visit bankofamerica.com slash more rewarding and apply now. Copyright 2021 Bank of America Corporation. This is Mark Wise with ESPN. And this is Steve Russell. And this is who? There it is. Is anyone up for a game of basketball? Listen live every Monday morning at 11 a.m. as we talk hoops, the Gators, the SEC, and the top games in all of college basketball. Focus on the fundamentals. We've gone over time and time again. You can also listen to the show on Apple Podcasts, Facebook, and WRUF.com. Or listen at any time by finding Hoop There It Is on your favorite podcast platform. Hoop. This is Hub Brown, Dean of the College of Journalism and Communications here at the University of Florida, and you are listening to ESPN 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WRUF, the home of the Florida Gators. This is University of Florida President Kent Fox, and you're listening to Sports Scene with Steve Russell right here on ESPN 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WRUF, and anywhere in the world on the WRUF radio app. Hopefully, we can get some calls here before we hear from Coach Golden. Uh, that'll be at about 1230, 392-8255. And again, you can email srussell at wruf.com. Wally says, the problem with fans here, especially basketball ones, they don't, they don't appreciate the game. The, the Iona game last week, he says. A fan would have jumped at the chance to see a college game and sit courtside for 21 bucks. There are about a 1,000 of us there besides a great student turnout. So by my calculation, 10% of us are basketball fans. The other 90% are win-and-lose fans. 
and many of them usually had the loudest gripes, maybe having never played the game before. Well, look, Wally, you don't have to have played the game to be a fan. Uh, let, let, let's start with that. And fandom has changed. We talked about that yesterday. That's just how it is, okay? Because of the increased expense, because of, you know, the demands of the money, et cetera, it's just changed. And fans want more for their money. It is just that simple. By the way, tomorrow on the show, Cheyenne Lindsay, leader softball player, is going to be with us. Um, they're playing today, obviously. Uh, so we normally have our Gator guest on Wednesdays, but because of the game, she will hopefully join us tomorrow. Look forward to that. All right, come on, people. Let's go. Let's get some calls before uh, we get to Coach Golden. 392-8255. You can email uh, srussell at wruf.com. Uh, Pete emails. Uh, he said, Steve, love your show. Don't email much. I have an NFL question. Uh, will Urban Meyer ever coach in the NFL again? No. That, that, that's the easiest question I'll get all day. I, I don't see how. I, I, just, I just think, you know, the damage that's been done with him, with, with some stuff that's come out, I just don't, I just, Pete, don't think that's going to happen. Um, let's see here. I had one more. Philip emails. Uh, person calling about Billy Napier. Uh, I think he is the exact right hire for Florida. I just hope Gator fans, and he puts me included, will have a little patience if he doesn't go to the playoff in the first year, LOL. It might take some time. Okay. John says, uh, who are your favorites uh, in the in the Sweet 16, I think I, I think I said this the other day on the air. I literally took my bracket when I was in Tuscaloosa for baseball and put it in the recycling bin. It was awful. Uh, I do think tomorrow Gonzaga will beat Arkansas. I do think Villanova will beat Michigan, but I think it's going to be close. Duke and Texas Tech is the one. Uh, along with Houston, Arizona, the, the way Houston is playing, I sure wouldn't bet against them. They've had a remarkable season. And you don't get to see Arizona play much because, you know, they're on the West Coast. But I still think um, Houston has a great shot there. And a lot of people don't like Duke and what Mike Krzyzewski stands for. Um, will he continue you know, his run against Texas Tech, we will see. But I, I, I'm, I'm rooting for Gonzaga. He, he's been close. I just hope that uh, they can pull it off this year. They have, and like Mark Wise said the other day, they can score. You, you better put your scoring shoes on when you play Gonzaga. Greg, hello. Hey, Steve, just with the, with uh, Coach Golden's uh, presser coming up, I just want to leave you, ask you a question. I asked Mark, at the, uh, Mark the same question, but there needs to be a new category, Steve, for uh, you know, the University of Florida loves football, but not a basketball school. That should be a new category because I've researched some of the SEC schools and tried to see them just so I could do the, you know, the hard work myself. 
Florida has five Final Fours, 11 Sweet 16, and nine Elite Eights. Elite eight. Again, five Final Fours, 11 Sweet 16, nine Elite Eights, and we're not a basketball school. So what should Golden's expectations be as he comes in here? And I'll listen off air and go Gators. Okay, thank you. I think, Greg, the problem with the um, – what's the word I want to use? The perception of Florida with a basketball school – it happened in a very short period of time. The history before Billy Donovan and after Billy Donovan has not been particularly good. So that is the problem. Okay, but what's the goal? Well, look, his goal, I mean, if he doesn't go up there and say, my goal is to be competitive in the SEC, win SEC championships and play for national championships, then he shouldn't be here. That's what any coach is supposed to say to the fan base. Now, can you believe it more at Florida than if I'm the Mississippi State coach today and say that? Yes. Why? Because of the pedigree that Florida's program has as opposed to one like Mississippi State, for example. Dick, hello. Hey, Steve. How you doing, man? All right. Hey, I, I, I agree with you, but I would have to say the only place I disagree is are we a basketball school? Not necessarily because football in the state of Florida is just so big. But I would say, though, you know, even before Billy got here, you know, Lon Kruger did a pretty decent job of putting us on a map on the basketball level. And Norm Sloan back in the day had some pretty good, had some pretty good talent and some pretty good basketball teams at the University of Florida. No, nobody's saying they didn't, I'm, Dick, but, but not to the point where you're talking about Florida in the same breath as Kansas or Duke. Florida didn't make the NCAA tournament until the 1980s. So the 1980s. Right. No, I get that. Okay. Right. So, I get that. Well, I'm going to listen to the Todd, Gold, uh, Todd Golden interview and stuff like that. And I just want to say one last thing. I'm glad we did not get Buzz Williams, Buzz Peterson, or Buzz Aldrin to say the truth as our basketball coach. There wouldn't even be enough buzz? buzz? Even though I heard Buzz Aldrin's out of this world, though. That's right. But not enough buzz. Go Gators. How about Buzz Lightyear? Would that, would that work? Yeah. Buzz Lightyear. There you go, Buzz. Okay. I didn't have him. Okay. See? All right. Okay. All right, Dick. Thank you. Okay, Appreciate Dick. the call. Thank you. Uh, yeah. Um, look, this is the guy you got. And I'm going to just say this. I don't care whether you like the hire, whether you don't like the hire. Forget the school. Mississippi State, Missouri. As a fan base, at least initially, rally around the dude. Right? Rally around the guy. You may not like the hire. You may think, who is this guy? Okay? All right. Well, I'm going to say it again. If you're a fan base in Missouri, in South Carolina, all these guys are going, who's this guy? Because they come from smaller schools. 1226, time check brought to you by Hayes Jewelry, ESPN, 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WRUF. From the heart of campus and the College of Journalism and Communications on Stadium Road, ESPN, 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WRUF. Dave Ray's Automotive, we get the bugs out of your car. Who can you trust with your automobile these days? Hey, it's Steve Russell. As you drive around town, you'll see a lot of auto repair shop chain stores. Every time you go in there, there's a new person behind the counter with the same old song and dance presenting you with a long list of expensive repairs. 
If you're tired of that type of treatment, do what I and thousands of families have done since 1975. Trust Dave Mays Automotive. Dave Mays Automotive is family owned and operated, and you can tell because they treat their customers like family. No long list of surprises. In fact, their famous bug checks designed to prevent surprises. They do it all. They'll take care of your entire vehicle. Dave Mays Automotive is located at 2905 Northeast 19th Drive in the industrial complex behind Sunny's on Waldo Road. Trust Dave Mays Automotive. They'll get the bugs out. Dave Mays Automotive. We get the bugs. All of them bugs. Spring has sprung, and with the warmer temperatures, it's time to heat up your outdoor entertainment. Hi, this is Tom Collette at Electronics World. Upgrade your outdoor space now with the latest gear at Electronics World. With outdoor TVs from Sunbright and Samsung, outdoor speakers from Yamaha, Sonance, Speakercraft, Kef, Martin Logan, and more. We've got everything you need to entertain your family and friends. Come see and hear for yourself at Electronics World in Gainesville or online at electronicsworld.net. Hey, sports fans, spring sports season is here. Basketball, baseball, softball, track and field, and the spring football game. Boy, am I excited. Well, now is the time to prune your trees and start preparing for those nasty summer storms. Don't wait until it's too late. Call Daughtry Tree Service today for your free evaluation. 352-472-2465. That's 352-472-2465. Or check us out online at Daughtry Tree Service. We believe a job worth doing is worth doing right. All right, welcome back. Scott Strickland is now at the microphone, the Gator Athletic Director. Here he is. I want to thank everyone for being here um, on the, this, this special day where we get a chance to welcome Todd and Megan and Jacob and Madison into the Gator family. Um, before, we, uh, before I begin with my remarks about Todd, I, uh, I want to thank some people uh, at the UAA and beyond that were a part of this process and really helped us uh, land in, in where we are today. Um, I had three people who were uh, who joined me uh, during uh, interviews as we talked to various candidates. Linda Tiedler, who's our Executive Associate Athletic Director and our Men's Basketball Sport Administrator. She serves on the Division I Council and just is a, a general superstar. So Linda, great work and thank you. Chip Howard, another Executive Associate Athletic Director who uh, has been around this place for over three decades and knows UAA so incredibly well and, and uh, provides a lot of insight. And uh, Duke Werner, who's the Associate Athletic Director for uh, Sports Medicine and has been embedded in uh, uh, the men's basketball program for several years. Duke was an unbelievable resource as well. Really appreciate that. Had so many other people who uh, contributed, Denver Parlor, Ryan Dunn, Jay Jacobs, Steve McLean, um, you know, people we reached out to who were a great resource, Coach Billy Donovan, whose dad, Mr. Bill is here. Thank you, Mr. Donovan, for being here today. Great to see you. Uh, from the SEC office, Dan Lebowitz, who's the men's basketball contact there. Uh, Mike Trangizi, former commissioner of the Big East, who's a consultant with the SEC, was also a great resource. Appreciate all those people and so many more who helped with this process. You know, the uh, University Athletic Association aspires to have a to provide a championship experience with integrity in all that we do. Doing things the right way is imperative. And at Florida, it's been demonstrated you can do that while achieving, achieving at a high, high level. The Gator men's basketball program has exemplified this approach. Since 1989, the Gators have won seven SEC championships and have appeared in 21 NCAA tournaments 
nine Elite Eights, five Final Fours, and of course, we've won two national championships. You know, athletic directors never look forward to conducting a coaching search, but the reality is you always need to be prepared. Once Mike, Coach White shared with me his decision a week ago this past Sunday, I immediately met with our players and then our search process hit high gear. Um, I also like to thank uh, Mike and his family, Kira and their uh, kids, uh, for all the efforts they put in here in Gainesville the last seven years. As you all know, Mike is a class guy and we certainly wish he and his family the very best. Um, but back to our search, we spoke to an overwhelming number of people in and around the sport of basketball. In those conversations, whether it was someone in the NBA or someone in college basketball, Todd's name kept coming up. And as we started looking at metrics and rankings and net and all that stuff, Todd's teams kept showing up. So early on, Todd was someone that we developed a high level of interest in talking to. You know, there's four things that, that we value in, in a head coach. Strong character and integrity, that's a given. The ability to bring highly talented people together, whether that's players or coaches or staff. The ability to develop a strong culture and lead that group of people. And the ability to put that team in a position to have a strategic advantage and be successful. Todd checked all these boxes and so many more. He was a former college walk-on, played for a highly respected coach at St. Mary's and ended up starting on two NCAA tournament teams. After a brief professional career overseas, came back to work in America in, in a corporate sales job before turning to coaching. He's coached in a variety of conferences, really varied, from the SEC to the Ivy League, of course the West Coast Conference where he's been at the University of San Francisco the last three years as their head coach, and of course led the Dons to their first NCAA tournament appearance in a quarter century. As everyone is aware, there were no shortage of job openings at high major schools during this recent coaching cycle, including several in the SEC. One thing I'd like to share with Gator Nation, all the fans listening out there, because I think it's important, Todd wanted to be a Florida Gator. This was a place that he valued as much as we valued him. And he shares our goals and our aspirations to win championships at the University of Florida. Todd has so many outstanding qualities that make him an ideal person for this position. He's a forward-thinking guy with a detailed, analytical plan for all areas of his program. He's bright, engaging, has a magnetic personality that connects with players, recruits, and fans alike. He displays an incredible drive and work ethic that we've had a chance to see firsthand here in the last 48 hours or so. And most importantly, as I said earlier, about what's important for us. He's a man of high character and, and uh, integrity. To put it simply, because of his passion, intellect, and innovation, Todd Golden already is where the sport of college basketball is heading. And for the Gators, that future is now. If you would, help me welcome the head basketball coach at the University of Florida, Todd Golden.
Thank you, Scott. Before I get started, uh, really important for me, I want to thank uh, Father Paul Fitzgerald, Charlie Cross, and my former athletic director, Joe McDermott, from the University of San Francisco. Uh, you know, we just finished six years there, three as the head coach, and uh, for Megan and I, it was the best six years of our life. We had the opportunity to raise our family there. We, uh, Jake and Maddie joined our family there, and uh, I'll never forget the relationships uh, that we made, and more importantly, the history that we made on the court uh, by getting back, as Scott mentioned, the NCAA tournament for the first time in 25 years. Uh, I'm grateful for the time there, and uh, we'll never forget it. Now, as we begin the next chapter of our lives, it's really important to me to thank Dr. Fox, obviously Scott, and his team of Linda, Chip, and Duke, who allowed me the opportunity to join you guys here today. I really appreciate you guys for your belief in me, and I will not let you down. The University of Florida and the city of Gainesville are both incredibly special places. I've made a concerted effort over my first few days on the job to reach out and connect with former coaches and former players who have been a part of this storied program. To a man, they've all shared the same message. This amazing place has allowed them uh, different life experiences that would not be possible without the time that they've spent on this campus. There's a level of pride that these individuals have and that this university has that's unique and inspiring. It's a powerful reminder of just how special this university is and that this city is. As we all know, this, this program, the University of Florida men's basketball program has championship pedigree. If you think about it, over the last 32 years, it's only had three coaches. Coach Kruger, Coach Donovan, and Coach White have all done a great job of leading this program with great student athletes and a lot of success on the court. Since 2000, University of Florida Gators men's basketball players have made over a billion dollars in the NBA. We have everything we need here to compete at the championship level. I spent time in the iconic O-Dome last night, was blown away to see the renovations inside the Exact Tech Arena that were in 2016, a few out, uh, basically the year after I left Auburn. We have the $25 million Hawkins Center that was opened in 2016 as well that helps student athletes from a development and a personal standpoint. Academically, the University of Florida is a top five public institution in the country. Over 415,000 alums and incredibly strong student support from the Rowdy Reptiles. We're a Jordan brand school. It's just amazing. It's amazing. I can go on and on and on. President Fox and Scott, your team has done an incredible job of ensuring that this program has everything that it needs to compete at a championship level. I know some people are a little unfamiliar with me and my background, so I wanted to share a little bit about myself. As Scott mentioned, I have a beautiful wife, Megan, who has given me the opportunity to be a really successful coach for everything that she does for our family. Two beautiful kids that she gave us in Jake and Maddie. My parents, Scott and Gail Golden, are here, and Megan's parents, Mick and Joanna York. They're the foundation of everything that we do and give me the confidence to go out and work hard to be the coach that I am. If it weren't for you guys, we wouldn't be here today, and I'm very grateful for you for that. As for my journey in basketball, as both a player and as a coach, it started in high school for me. I was incredibly fortunate to play in Phoenix, Arizona at Sunny Slope High School for Dan Mannix, who is now in the Arizona State High School Hall of Fame. He's won over 600 games. We won a state championship there. And uh, he's retired now. And, uh, you know, he taught me a lot about uh, toughness, desire, determination, and uh, really, really just formed my love of the game. And then that led me to my time at St. Mary's College, being able to play for Randy Bennett and Kyle Smith. And I learned a lot about physical and mental toughness there and really cut my teeth. And uh, they, uh, 
they, they helped form me into the man I am today. At one point in my career at St. Mary's, uh, I was fortunate enough to play for a staff that, had five, that ended up having five Division I head coaches. So I've always been surrounded by really, really good coaches, good leadership, guys that understand what it takes to win. During my coaching career, I've had similarly unique experiences, getting to work for Kyle at Columbia to start, obviously coming down here to the south and spending two years with Bruce as we were on the ground floor getting that program up and running. Uh, both guys are on incredibly different sides of the spectrum in terms of the, who they are and the way they coach, uh, but they're both incredibly unique in their own right. I learned from Kyle, structure, organization, and attention to detail. From Bruce, I learned about passion, how to build a program, servant leadership, and just overall excitement and how to galvanize a group for the greater good. What I try to do as a coach is take the best qualities of Kyle, take the best qualities of Bruce, and the best qualities of myself, put them in a pot and stir it up. And I feel if I can continue to do that over my career, I'll continue to have a lot of success as a coach. A lot of people have asked me, what do you expect to see, or what type of teams should they expect to see when the Gators take the floor next year. I try to explain it, you should expect to see a big, strong, deep roster that has a lot of skilled and unselfish players that are willing to put the team in front of themselves. Foundationally, we will always strive to be elite in three areas, defensively, rebounding, and taking care of the basketball. If we're able to do that, it'll raise our floor and give us a great chance to be really successful and eliminate any unnecessary volatility that we might have. Offensively, we're going to play fast, but not in a hurry. We're going to try to push and transition, score early in the clock, hunt rim twos, catch and shoot threes. If we don't score in transition, we're going to slow it down, make you guard us in the half court, make you guard continuous player involved movement, unique ball screen actions, and different things that I think are incredibly difficult to scout. And then when people ask, what are you going to see on the defensive side of the ball? Really, we're going to try to keep teams from doing those things. We're going to try to keep them out of transition, make them run offense in the half court, make them take tough twos overhand, and just have an incredibly gritty style to us defensively where teams won't want to face us. When you see the type of personnel that, you, that we have, you're going to realize that we're going to lean in a lot on skill. Very rarely will we have any less than four guys on the court that can dribble, pass, and shoot at an insanely high level. Moving forward, this program, and I talked to the student-athletes about this when we got here on Monday night, this program is going to be rooted in three core values. Number one, we're going to have the team first. Every decision that me, my staff, and our student-athletes make is going to be in the great, for the greater good of the program and the team. Unselfishness is key to me. Secondly, and this one's pretty simple, but I expect our guys to be prepared and work hard. And that's just not from a basketball standpoint or a weightlifting standpoint. That's from an academic standpoint. That's from going out into the community and being with people. Uh, I expect us to be prepared and always ready for the challenge. And lastly, I expect my student-athletes as well as my staff to have an attitude of appreciation. This is one of the best programs in the country. This is one of the best institutions in the country. We have everything we need here, and I won't take anything less than guys being super grateful for being a part of it. Off the court, I'm committed to rebuilding the foundation of this program from the ground up, going out in the community, building relationships with the necessary folks, the donors, the alums, the people in the city of Gainesville, and just getting the excitement back in the program. I can't wait to see the passion of the Rowdies at the games. We'll have a lot of pride wearing the orange and blue. And I can say from the bottom of my heart that I'm incredibly proud to be a Gator. Thank you.
Yeah, Todd, Edgar Thompson with the Orlando Sentinel. Uh, so you, you touched on the identity of, of what a Todd Golden team is. How, how do you go about recruiting to that? What, what's your philosophy there? It's uh, you recruit to what you want to coach. You know, we're going to look for really smart, motivated student athletes, obviously high, high level basketball players, uh, guys that have great attitudes, great work ethics. Most importantly, really want to be at the University of Florida. I can't speak to that enough. Obviously, I want guys to come play for me and my staff, but I want them to be passionate about being here, about making this place great. And so we're going to go out on the trail and, and tirelessly look for guys that fit that mold. Uh, we're going to try to recruit the best. We're going to go for the best players in the country. We're going to try to build a fence around the state of Florida, make sure that we're involved with every great student athlete within this footprint. And then we'll go regionally. We'll look internationally. We'll look in the portal. We'll do everything that we need to do. But the main key is recruiting highly motivated student athletes that are great basketball players that are passionate and prideful for being here at the University of Florida. Well, well the international component is kind of intriguing with you. You've, you've mined that pretty well. Can you just discuss kind of your, how you go about that and, and some of the ties you have around the world, I guess? Yeah, you know, that, that's a, you know, something that at this University of San Francisco was a really, really uh, good piece for us. And we were able to build relationships all through Europe, Australia. And, uh, you know, there, there's a lot of talented kids over there. And transparently, uh, not a lot of them have come to the SEC yet. You see them in different uh, leagues across the country, some on the West Coast. And uh, I, I think it's an area that we can go and attack and, and bring some really talented kids over here. Todd, uh, at San Francisco, you used a lot of international players, as you just mentioned. Uh, does that influence come from Randy Bennett, who always seems to have a roster that's about eight of them from Australia and New Zealand? Yeah, yeah. Randy was uh, pretty picky about only, only going to, over to Australia. And so I tried to go and, and spend a little more time in Europe uh, and, and find my way over there. But yeah, I, I mean, just my time as a player, I played with a ton of international kids, obviously playing overseas over there, building a lot of great relationships. Um, you know, even at Columbia, we had international guys. And so over the past 20 years, uh, I, I feel pretty fortunate uh, to have been able to build a lot of relationships. And one of the most, uh, you know, important guys in regards to evaluating uh, some of these young student athletes is the University of Florida alum, Jonathan Gavoni, one of the NBA guys that does all the draft stuff for ESPN. So there's a lot of great ties that we have here that I think it's going to be an area that we can draw to. Also, would you discuss how you got so involved in analytics? It's been well uh, written that, that you're very heavily regarded into it. Would you talk about how you got involved in it and how that has evolved? Sure. You know, it started when I was a young kid. Uh, you know, my father was, was passionate about sports. Always had the sports page uh, at the kitchen table, you know, eating breakfast every day. And so I would go through and looking at box scores and kind of fell in love with looking at numbers and uh, kind of followed that throughout high school. But it really, really was at St. Mary's. And Randy and Kyle back in 2003, 2004 were kind of on the cutting edge of analytics all the way back then in regards to, you know, collecting data in a different way to evaluate guys. One of the things that they did was create a system called Hustle Stats where we statted every possession of five-on-five five in practice, and there was about 40 stats that they would keep, you know, tracking winning plays and losing plays and using it as a teaching tool for our team and pairing it with film. And uh, to be honest, if it weren't for that uh, foundation and that system at St. Mary's, I, I wouldn't be here today. I wouldn't have played as much as I did. It gave me an opportunity to break in the rotation as a walk-on. And, uh, you know, I saw what it did for me and the opportunities that it provided me and thought that it would be silly if I didn't take advantage of that as a coach. 
Mike Bianchi, Orlando Sentinel, uh, to follow up on that, I read somewhere when you, when you were playing at St. Mary's, you would add up plus minuses in your head. How did that work? Yeah, Kyle, Kyle Smith, who I've worked for a couple times and obviously played for, he was the associate head coach at St. Mary's at the time. You know, by my fifth year there, I, I had memorized all the stats that, that they kept in practice, and there was 40 of them. It wasn't just like shooting stats. It was like, uh, you know, penetrating and pitching the ball. It was uh, missed rotations. It was blow by middles defensively, et cetera. And so I, I was getting a little cocky in my older age and having a little more success at an NBA point guard standing next to me and Patty Mills. And so there, there would be times in practice where I would call out the different uh, numbers and plays and, and what was going on. And, and Kyle would get a little frustrated with me. But, it, you know, it was a way of me explaining to him how much I appreciated what we were doing and to the other guys that were younger than I was, how important it was to our success. Also, follow up, when you were in corporate sales, where did you work? What did you sell? Did you learn anything about coaching? Yeah, I was, uh, my first job after playing professionally was at IMG College, working in the college sports marketing arm. I was selling advertising for the West Coast Conference, really around their West Coast Conference championship that had just been moved to Vegas. So I worked with uh, the people above me on deals like Zappos.com, Las Vegas, you know, with signage and, uh, you know, digital assets and all those things. And that was kind of my first part in the business world. Then I moved over to Comcast Sportsnet, and we had all the digital and TV rights for the Giants, the Oakland Athletics, Niners, uh, Golden State Warriors. So we would sell advertising into those games, into their pre- and post-game programming and everything like that. And, uh, you know, Scott and I, we joked about it a lot in the process, talked about those times. And uh, I had fun. I was making a good amount of money. But uh, I realized really quick after moving over to Comcast that I didn't want to come to work in a suit and tie every day selling advertising. And uh, it gave me kind of the jolt I needed to get back into to basketball and into coaching. Hey, Todd. Uh, Zach Albaverde from Gators Online. Nice to meet you. Uh, you Likewise. mentioned your experience with Bruce Pearl, uh, specifically being in the SEC. What was it like just coaching and recruiting in this league, and what can you take from that experience? You know what? It was a great learning experience. I came from, to Auburn from Columbia. And so we were working with, you know, uh, it was a low major program with incredibly intelligent student athletes, not a lot of resources, trying to navigate through different situations in the best way possible. And then, you know, moved down with Bruce to Auburn. It was a completely different ball game. You know, it was uh, going from a low major situation to a high major, what I consider nearly professional athletics in regards to the way that it supported the resources. And uh, took me a little bit to figure it out and to get comfortable. But by my second year down there with him, uh, I felt great about going out on the road and, and pitching the SEC, pitching Auburn at that time, what we had going on and, and what we were going to grow to. And uh, really, those two years made me very comfortable in the process with Scott, Linda, and Chip, and Duke of talking about what we could do here and different things that we could take from the first couple years building that program up and what we could transition here and build in a similar way. Um, but it, it was a great experience that made me more complete coach. And then I uh, heard you had a chance to talk with Billy Donovan. Um, what was it like, first of all, just getting to speak with him? And Sorry, then, talk to who? Uh, Billy Donovan. I couldn't hear you. And then what was it like in a chance to have a conversation with a coach like that, first of all, and what kind of advice did he have for you about this job? Yeah, it's, uh, it's funny how things come full circle because Coach Donovan's two championships were during my time as a player at St. Mary's. So obviously I was following those games and those teams very closely. Uh, incredible job by him first of all to get that team back for the second year get these guys to to again like similar to what we talked about putting the team first those guys turned down a lot of money to come back and do it again together here at Florida and uh you know I was able to talk to coach Donovan last Saturday for about 30 minutes and uh, uh 
it, it gave me goosebumps, really, the whole time we were chatting because he was so unselfish, so willing to be a resource to me, said he was willing to help as much or as little as possible. Uh, talked about how passionate him and his family were about Gainesville and how big of a part that this place uh, played in his life, his family's life, the maturation of his kids. And, uh, you know, he considers this place home. And it's really important to him that this place is great. And, uh, you know, he said, you don't, you know, don't have to worry about me. I said, Coach, I'm going to be calling you a lot. Don't worry. Uh, I, I want to pick his brain. I want him to be a big resource for me. He's a guy I look up to, uh, both from a, a coaching standpoint, but also as a man. Everything I hear from about others is how great of a person he is. I got a chance to meet him a couple years ago when they practiced in our gym at uh, San Francisco. And, uh, you know, I'm going to strive to have the same amount of success and to lead in a similar way that Coach Donovan did. Coach, right here. Hey. Uh, Kendra Douglas with WESH2 in Orlando. Um, you're growing fast in this industry and, and coming out to the SEC at a, a pretty young coach. Do you think that you can use that to your advantage of relating to these athletes a little bit more, growing that bond with them a little bit more? And can you talk a little bit about how you hope to do that, hope to gain their trust a little faster? Because I know that they would love to get back to the NCAA tournament and kind of falling into that. Do you have pressure of making sure, or is there pressure on your end of feeling like you need to get them back to that next year? I'll answer your, your first couple of questions first. Um, I, I think it's I think it's an advantage to be honest. Uh, you know, in a couple of respects. Number one, from my ability to build relationships with the student athletes. You know, that was just something that myself and my staff spent a lot of time on at San Francisco, getting in the weeds with these guys, making sure that our relationships weren't transactional. I wanted them to know that we were obviously there for them, and we we're going to ask a lot of them on the court. But really, you build that trust off the court. It's it's spending time with them, eating dinner with them. Uh, going to breakfast, getting meals, making sure you know who their girlfriends are, what their social lives are like, what kind of music they like to listen to. And when you build those types of relationships, that's when you get guys to play hard for you. That's when you get them to play at their best. And, uh, you know, we've been able to do that at San Francisco. I had the opportunity to meet some of these guys on Monday night, and I have no, no reason to believe we won't be able to do this here. Uh, you know, Coach White was able to recruit really talented, really smart student-athletes, guys that were high achievers. And uh, those are the type of guys that I'm drawn to. So I think we're going to have a really easy transition that way. Uh, secondly, from a recruiting standpoint, yeah, I think you know, we'll be able to go out, hit the road running, spend a lot of time on the road here initially, making sure that we do what we need to do to make sure we have a strong team next year. And uh, again, you know, I, I, I listen to the same music that these guys listen to. You know, I'm listening to, to Lil Baby, I'm listening to Drake, I'm listening to Wayne, all these guys. So they're gonna, we're going to be able to vibe pretty well, and I think that we're going to have a really good time together. Yeah, right here, Todd. Hey. So, so the, the rowdy reptiles have a pretty good reputation, a lot of, bring a lot of energy to games. How, how do you plan to, like, reach out and connect with the fan base, the students particularly, and just in, energize the program that way? Yeah, it's, it's, uh, we had a good blueprint at San Francisco. You know, basketball on the West Coast is a little different. There's not as much uh, passion in terms of the fan base. You know, San Francisco is a very artsy city. There's not a lot of kids that are... Uh, there's no football Saturdays in the WCC, I'll just put it that way. But we were able to, for my first year, where we had very minimal students coming to the games, uh, to this year after COVID and, and getting through that piece, to being able to go out on campus and really galvanize the students to get them on board and get them supporting to the point where we played Gonzaga uh, in our last home game of the regular season. We had over 1,300 students there. And that was something that hasn't happened at San Francisco since the early 70s. 
And so already having the great foundation here with the Rowdies in terms of them, I remember when we played here in 2015 when we came down with Auburn, one of the things that I'll never forget is going out on the court, getting ready to warm up the guys about 60 minutes for, before the game, and basically the student section was already packed. That, that was unlike any other place in the SEC. And, uh, you know, so what will we do? We'll, again, we'll go out and get with them. We'll spend time with them. Uh, I'll bring them over to the gym before the season starts, kind of explain to them what we're going to be like, our team. We'll get on campus. We'll pass things out. Um, but that, that's a big part uh, of what I plan to do. And, and the great thing is that a lot of that heavy lifting is already done. Those, guys, those, student, those students uh, are already passionate about supporting their student-athletes. Do you, as a, excuse me, as a, a coach with, let's say, not vast head coaching experience, do you see value, or do you, how, how do we get a veteran assistant? Do you did you do that in the past, or is that something you you see some value in going? Yeah, forward? you know, I'm I'm very confident in my ability to lead a program. I think uh, you know my what I'm going to do is go out and I'm going to hire the best staff I can, and whether that's somebody that has head coaching experience or not, uh, I'm going to get experienced guys that have been able to be successful in their different programs over the years, and uh, you know we're going to get guys that are really hungry to recruit guys that are really hungry to, to get in the weeds with these guys from a player development standpoint and a team standpoint. And, uh, you know, more, most importantly, you get guys that are good men and that are great role models for these guys so that they can look up to them uh, as more than just coaches, guys that are uh, leaders, fathers, et cetera. I, I didn't mean that as a slight. Sorry. No, no, no it's okay. The other, I had to ask, do you know Bill Russell at all? Do I know Bill Russell at all? I mean, have you talked to him? You know what? There, it was a, a strange situation, but he had a little bit of a funky relationship with the university. Um, but so not Bill Russell as much, but Bill Cartwright, who obviously had a great career in the NBA, three championships as a player, three championships as a coach, uh, was my special assistant at San Francisco. And he was a guy that would come to practice nearly every day. And uh, Bill was he, he would always give me a similar message that Coach Donovan did. He was like, I'll be here to support as much or as little as you need me. And over the three years in my head coaching there at San Francisco, he was nothing but incredibly supportive. And uh, he actually sent me a really nice message and said, hey, Todd, you've earned this opportunity go crush it. And he was really, uh, really happy for Megan and I. Uh, Todd, you've talked uh, before about the portal is here to stay. Would you talk about how that has changed recruiting already and how you see it changing in the future, uh, continuing to change things? Yeah, I mean, it's just a different element, right? You know, in the past, uh, programs have generally been built from a student-athlete perspective from the ground up, you know, recruiting a lot of high school kids and, and developing and growing through the bottom of the program and trying to get them through to graduation. Uh, and, and it's just changed that way. And I think a lot of it uh, is to the benefit of the student-athlete, which is good in, in regards to having a little more freedom and flexibility, the one-time transfer exception, uh, you know, being able to move a little bit. But with that freedom, with that uh, student-athlete welfare piece, the portal is, is even more important. And I think uh, the recruiting landscape has changed more in the last two years than it had in the previous 20. I've said that a number of times. And, uh, you know, it's, it's, it's a very important piece. It's a place where you can go and get more data on guys, guys that have played at the Division I level before and be able to have a better understanding of how they can help you at your, at your program. And, uh, you know, I, we won't be a strictly portal program. It's not something we're going to go and say, oh, we're only going to hunt and find guys here. But it's just going to be a piece of our program building for sure. When you're recruiting in the portal, what are you looking for specifically? Really good players. Yeah, I mean, guys that have uh, achieved at a high level in their previous spot. And, you know, there, it, there's usually a lot of variables and different things that go on to or go into these decisions, whether it was a coach leaving, whether it was, you know, just uh, 
an uh, uncomfortable situation, whatever it is. So there, there's a lot of guys in the port, you know, I'll put it this way. In the past, transferring has had a negative connotation. People have thought of transferring as something that's negative. It speaks to lack of continuity within the program, things of that nature. I, I don't look at it that way. You know, I think these guys are young men. They're allowed to make, you know, decisions like this. Um, and so we're going to vet them the same way that we would vet high school kids. We're going to talk to them. We're going to talk to their families, you know, if they're transferring, usually former coaches, to see if there's a reason. But uh, you can find a lot of special kids, student-athletes in the portal, that can fit within the makeup of your program if you look hard. Curtis Michelle with ESPN Gainesville. How you doing, Coach? Um, I'm doing great. First Thank question you. is, um, under Bruce Pearl, Coach, um, I'm pretty sure you learned a lot of things. What are some things you learned under him? You know what? It was, I knew Bruce quite a, quite well before joining him. He, uh, I played with his son, Stephen, in 2005 in uh, Maccabi Games in Australia, and Bruce came out and worked with our team a little bit. And then in 2009, Bruce coached our team in Israel to a gold medal. And it was really there where him and I formed like a really strong bond and, and trust. And uh, just so happened seven or five years later, you know, he got back in and got the job at Auburn and he reached out and wanted me to come and build the program with him from the ground up. And uh, first of all, his work ethic is second to none. Um, just, I remember from the time I got down to Auburn with him, he just didn't sleep. You know, we were, we were living in the same little apartment for a couple months. And I remember every morning at five, he'd be getting up, going to the office. And uh, it, that work ethic was something that I was just so inspired by. And he, he led the charge. If you weren't keeping up with him, you felt like you weren't doing your job. Um, and so that's something I've always taken with me is that, that dedication to the craft, that working really hard. And also the player relationship piece, like we've talked about a lot today. You know, he was really good at getting guys uh, to play incredibly hard for him and, and love and trust. And I think that's something that I was able to take with me to San Francisco and, and really emulate and do a really good job that way as well. And uh, I'm 100% going to do the same thing here at Florida. And also, Coach, you mentioned about your game plan offensively and defensively, Coach. Um, I'm not sure if you looked over game film from this past season for, but with the Gators. Um, what are some things you feel like the Gators do on the roster now that you, you can like, translate next year? It's interesting. Uh, I'm not going to go into too much depth, but I think the two areas specifically that we're going to really strive to be better at uh, next year is shooting the ball. Um, the team, I think, was around 30.5% from the year on three. And, and just the way that I like to play, that, that's simply just not going to be good enough. We're going to have to go out and shoot the ball a little bit better uh, to achieve the goals we want to achieve. And also defensive rebounding. You know, that was an area uh, that was surprising to me when evaluating the team and the roster uh, that they, they didn't have a lot of success in because I think the pieces are there and I think the talent is there in terms of being able to get on the glass. And I think if we can kind of lift those two areas up a couple pegs and, and stay and consistent and get a little better in other areas, you know, we should be back in the tournament next year. Hey, Todd, just a quick follow-up. I uh, want to know how it felt to get verified this morning. <laughs> you know, we went 0 for 1 on our first attempt because I woke up that next morning and said it wasn't good enough. So we had to go back and grind at it. But uh, no, you know what? It's a... Uh, Social media, I understand, is a really important piece right now with uh, you know, the student-athletes and the kids, and uh, it's something that, that we'll know about, but uh, I really don't care, to be honest. <laughs> Thanks. Yeah, I'm sure you talked to Scott about this, but was there any trepidation on your part that the, your predecessor, Mike White, left on his own for a seemingly lesser job? Uh, or, or is there any thought that expectations can be too high to program? Not at all. And what Scott said was uh, 
100% true. When this opportunity became available, this, is, this was where Megan and I wanted to be. And not saying that we thought or knew that we could be here, um, but just from my time here, loving and following college sports for nearly 30 years, uh, I've all, whether it's the orange and blue, whether it was the great success Coach Donovan had, uh, this is just an incredibly special place that I've always held in extremely high regard. Uh, so Coach White leaving, it, it didn't mean anything to me, to be honest. And, and I, I don't know what he was going through or you know, what led him to that, but it didn't, it didn't change the way I felt about this place at all. And, and honestly, uh, at a place like this, they should have high expectations. Like I mentioned, there's everything you need here to be really, really good. And if they didn't have those championship aspirations and expectations, if Scott didn't want to do that, that would concern me. If he didn't think, hey, Todd, I expect you to compete to win SEC championships to do those things. If, oh, I just want you to be middle of the pack. Like, that would have concerned me. I want those expectations, and uh, we're going to do everything we can to get there. I thought we were talking tomorrow, man. Coach, I've, uh, I've been studying this league a little bit now that I'm working with the SEC Network, and I've seen that a, a few of the select coaches here looking at Coach Musselman and a Coach Bruce Pearl, they're often found with their shirts off, uh, whether it's at football games, after big wins. Is that something in the golden era? I'm keeping my shirt on, man. <laughs> I, I'm not big enough to be doing all that, all right? Um, we'll, we'll find some different ways to to show our enthusiasm and excitement, but uh, BP's crazy, man. He was going out with a big T on his chest. Must should definitely not take his shirt off. Um, and yeah, we're, we're going to try to keep it a little cleaner than that. Thank you guys very much. I appreciate it. All right. There's the new Gator men's basketball coach. And it's funny, he is being greeted now by William Donovan, uh, Billy's dad, uh, who is a terrific guy. Uh, if, if you've never talked to Billy Donovan Sr., uh, really, really cool guy. All right, we'll uh, take a break. We'll come back. We'll get your reactions to Florida's new men's basketball coach. 106 Time Check brought to you by Hayes Jewelry ESPN 98.1 FM 850 AM WRUF. Hi, Darcy the Cow here for Black Cow, the mature manure. Planting a sustainable vegetable garden helps to protect the environment, and there's nothing like knowing where your vegetables came from. Black Cow is a natural fertilizer with 10 times more nutrients than garden soil. Everything grows better with Black Cow, you know. That's blackcowkow.com. Black Cow, the mature manure. Daughtry Tree Service has been voted Our Town Magazine's favorite local tree company for 2020, as well as the Newberry Business Hall of Fame for the third year in a row. Call us today for a free estimate. And remember, at Daughtry Tree Service, there's no tree too tall. We do them all. Who can you trust with your automobile these days? Hey, it's Steve Russell. As you drive around town, you'll see a lot of auto repair shop chain stores. Every time you go in there, there's a new person behind the counter with the same old song and dance, presenting you with a long list of expensive repairs. If you're tired of that type of treatment, do what I and thousands of families have done since 1975. Trust Dave Mays Automotive. 
Dave Mays Automotive is family-owned and operated, and you can tell because they treat their customers like family. No long list of surprises. In fact, their famous bug checks designed to prevent surprises. They do it all. They'll take care of your entire vehicle. Dave Mays Automotive is located at 2905 Northeast 19th Drive in the industrial complex behind Sunny's on Waldo Road. Trust Dave Mays Automotive. They'll get the bugs out. Dave Mays Automotive. We get the bugs. All of them bugs. Welcome to Sports Scene with Steve Russell. Let's talk some sports and have some lunch on ESPN 98.1 FM and 8.50 AM WRUF. Welcome to Hour 2 of Sports Scene. Well, the, to- the golden era in Gator men's basketball has begun. Impressive press conference. We'll get your thoughts on that. Uh, Sam is producing today. You heard the news yesterday about one of Mike White's uh, commitments backing out. Today, we're going to hear from Ben Witherspoon, the coach at Orlando Dr. Phillips, to talk about Denzel Aberdeen and what his plans might be. He also was a recruit uh, for Mike White. We'll open the phone lines for you, 392-8255. You can email Russell at WRUF.com. Gator Man, what's up? What's going on, Steve? You doing all right today? Doing okay. Well, what was your impression of the new coach the press conference? Uh, yeah, very impressed. Um, said all the right things. Uh, you know, I, I cringed a little bit because uh, I could just see some Gator fans when he said, you know, we're going to put, a, put a, a high premium on defense and rebounding, and I thought, oh, boy. Uh, but then, you know, he also talked about, you know, other things as well. Well, then I know some people got mixed emotions about Mike White, whether he should have been fired or whether he shouldn't have been fired. When I got the top ten things I would look at before I fired a coach if I was the AD. Number ten, you got to look at I look at uh, uh six in the stands. Number nine, how well are the players responding to the coach? Number eight, how bad are the losses? Number seven, who can I get or or forward? Number six, how the coach responds to adversity. Number five, how well is he doing in recruiting in state? Number four, your gut feeling, should I should not? Number three, will he or she turn it around with another year? And number two, how far behind are we compared to the other teams in our league? And number one, how close are they to put some trophies in the trophy case? And Steve, you have a good day. Gator man, thank you. Um, you know, it's interesting. I don't know if anybody saw this. But um, Joni Taylor, who was the women's basketball coach at Georgia and got her team to the NCAA tournament, left Georgia after seven seasons to take the same job at Texas A&M. And it's interesting because, you know, A&M had Gary Blair there he won a national title, but I guess it was because of money. She was there seven years, and she leaves Georgia, a team Mike White went to, for another program in the SEC. Just kind of interesting when it comes to that. Um, all right, let's get uh, – come on, what are your thoughts? Didn't you, did you get a chance to hear this guy? What do you think? Tampa Mike says, let the golden era begin. I like the guy. 
feel the energy and leadership he'll bring that's been missing, personable, much better communicator than Mike White. I said before, I feel it more now. I like to hire and feel others would after they met the guy. Patrick says, listening to him speak, he mentioned he had goosebumps when he spoke with Billy Donovan. After hearing him speak and answering questions, I have goosebumps, and I'm sure Strickland made an excellent choice. Very excited and hopeful and positive for the Gator basketball team. Well, that is kind of what you want, isn't it? I mean, when when you hire someone, you want them to win the press conference. What, it, what does it mean in terms of their success as a coach? Nothing in terms of wins and losses. But, you know, what if he'd gone up there and said, well, yeah, you know, I'm, I'm here and okay and I want to win. And I mean, the fan base would have gone, who, who is this dude? So, I mean, you want to win the day, and I think certainly he did that. By the way, congratulations to Trinity Thomas, just named the SEC Gymnast of the Year. A vote of the league coaches determines that. So, uh, pretty good honor. And uh, pretty special. So, she is the first to repeat as SEC Gymnast of the Year she also earned it back in 2020, and she's among five Gators ever, ever to be named SEC Gymnast of the Year. So congratulations, Trinity Thomas. That's, that's pretty special stuff. Um, you know, isn't it funny, too? And I'm sorry, some Gator fans ain't going to like this, but here you have what you wanted. A segment of the fan base, right? Phones lit up when you're criticizing a coach. But here, you have your, to give you an impression of the new one, nothing. That's kind of where sports talk is, folks. That's just the truth. Where it is. 113, almost 114. Time check brought to you by Hayes Jewelry, ESPN, 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WRUF. Gainesville Sports Center, here's what's trending now. Good afternoon, I'm Sean Humphrey. Four-time All-Pro receiver Tyreek Hill is the newest Miami Dolphin. Kansas City traded Hill to Miami today after the sides could not reach an agreement on an extension. The Dolphins promptly made the former Chief star the league's highest-paid receiver. 26-3, Gators softball is at home against Stetson tonight. The team beat the Hatters 7-0 in Deland Tuesday, securing its 11th shutout of the season. There's a chance of rain, but coverage starts here at 550. Gator men's swimming and diving is competing in the NCAA championships today. The SEC champion Gators will try to win their first NCAA title since 1984. The meet runs until Saturday. Gators lacrosse is also playing host to Setson today as the team tries to get above 500. That game start time was pushed up to 4 o'clock. That's your Gainesville Sports Center. I'm Sean Humphrey. ESPN 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WRUF. Folks, Southeast Car Agency knows now more than ever with gas prices being the way they are, they want to get you the best variety of vehicles they can on their lot. And they try to do that every single day. If you go online, secars.com, you'll see the vehicles they have there now. It's constantly updated. And you want to know all about the vehicle? Well, all the pertinent information is there for you. Of course, if you want to go see them in person, all you have to do is go to Northeast 39th Avenue in Gainesville and check out these beauties for yourself. You can test drive them. There's sales staff there to answer any questions 
you might have. The Cousins family's been running that business for 40 successful years, actually more than 40, and that tells you a lot about their longevity and the trust that people have had when purchasing a vehicle from Southeast Car Agency, the same thing I have done for many, many years. Like I always tell you, when you go see him in person, make sure and tell him Sports Scene sent you to the good people at Southeast Car Agency. Hi, this is Dr. Art Mowry of Exceptional Dentistry. Listen to what our clients have to say about their experience at Exceptional Dentistry. What I'd like people to know about Exceptional Dentistry is when you walk into the door, you're going to be treated like family. And when you walk out of the door, you will feel as if you, you've had an experience like no other in terms of dental practices. Um, you, will, you will be treated both professionally and personally. So to the extent that um, you, won't, you won't look for another practice. Uh, this is a lifetime type of practice where you, the moment you enter into it, I, I firmly believe that people don't leave here. They, they become patients forever. This is Dr. Kim Mowry, and if you think you have dental problems that are too big to overcome, we're here for you. Please visit us at exceptionaldentistry.com. That's exceptionaldentistry.com. The new year is off and running, and spring is in the air. What better way to enjoy it than with a new off-road vehicle from Polaris of Gainesville? Live life wide open with a new revamped Ranger 570, or zip through the corners on the Ranger 1000. Polaris of Gainesville has a wide selection of ATVs, Rangers, Generals, and youth models. Polaris of Gainesville is your side-by-side headquarters, from a top-notch service department to a fully stocked accessory department. Get interest rates as low as 3.99% for 36 months or 0% for 6 months. Qualified farmers and first responders get $500 in accessories. Have a boat, motorcycle, or off-road vehicle you want to turn into quick cash? Stop by Polaris of Gainesville or give us a call. March 31st, 2022 on new 2017 to 2022 models. Subject to credit approval. For details, visit PolarisofGainesville.com. Always wear a helmet, never drink and ride. On the court, every shot counts. And every shot counts when it comes to COVID-19. I did my part and got the vaccine when it became available. The state of Florida made it easy for seniors like me. And now it's easy for all eligible Floridians to get a shot. In the fight against COVID-19, every shot counts. Schedule yours today. This message is sponsored by the Florida Department of Elder Affairs, the Florida Association of Broadcasters, and this station. Coming in March, the NCAA Tournament and the Final Four. We are ESPN 98.1 FM, 8.50 AM, WRUF, and anywhere in the world on the WRUF radio app. And now, more sports scene with Steve Russell here on ESPN 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WRUF, and online at WRUF.com. This just in, this just in, Gators softball has been postponed. No game tonight. It's been postponed until April 27th here in Gainesville, so no softball game tonight tom is with us hello tom hey steve thanks for taking my call mm-hmm. hey uh, i was very impressed uh not only with coach golden and uh 
kind of very excited to, to see what's ahead for Gator basketball. But I was also impressed with uh, our athletic director explaining a little bit of his process and who he reached out for to help with the process. Uh, you know, to know Billy Donovan was involved in it and, and everything uh, definitely makes me feel really good about this hire. Uh, hopefully he's going to address, you know, the, the – deficiencies that we saw in the offense he, he did mention the poor three-point shooting and the poor rebounding and and uh it just seems like uh like you said he kind of won the press conference and he, he definitely won my approval and hopefully he can go out and recruit to those deficiencies we had this last year yeah i mean i i think he will get a lot of understanding and and i'm just going to say this there's nobody here that uh, wishes Mike White any, you know, on the staff, whether it be Scott Strickland, whether it be anybody with, involved with basketball that wishes him ill will or thinks he didn't run the program the right way, because he did. But for some people, he didn't do enough, and that's going to be the challenge here. You know, A, will the brand of basketball be more exciting to watch? And number two, obviously, results. And that's probably more important than the exciting, but they go hand in hand sometimes. Yes, and I agree with you. And a and, uh, quick comment on, on you were saying about wincing, about him uh, stressing defense. You know, I, I, I go back to when Billy was here, and, you know, if you remember, Steve, you know, we made the tournament quite a few times and kind of bowed out early. And he went after Larry Shiat to boost up the defense because, Everybody knows Billy was great on the offensive end. And, of course, the results after hiring Larry uh, speak for themselves. Mm -hmm. So defense ain't bad, but you dang sure got to put the ball in the hoop. And thanks for all you do, Steve. We really enjoy your show. Tom, I appreciate you. Thank you a lot. Let's bring Tony to talk some hoops. Hey, Tony. Hey, Steve. What's up, buddy? Uh, Steve, to say that uh, he won the press conference is an understatement, man. It was very impressive. And you could see uh, a little bit at – what Scott Strickland looks for, you know, he looks for that communicator, that person who's well-spoken, who communicates throughout the plans, who's organized, who has strategy. Um, so it, it was very impressive. I found it interesting there towards the end when uh, Bianchi asked him the uh, question about Mike White leaving for like a lateral, if not a lesser program. Um, he didn't shy away from that question at all. In fact, I found it interesting when, with regards to that question, he actually made the comment that, you know, championships are to be expected here, that they should be expected. Uh, I found that interesting that he made that comment at that question. Um, so, very impressed with him. Uh, I like I that decision a lot more today than I did before, uh, just with listening to him, for sure. I think a lot of people will say the same thing you just said. You know, because, again, he's not a household name. He's not a guy, you know, when you coach out in the West Coast, unless you're Gonzaga, and even then you don't get to see Gonzaga play a lot. So, yeah, I think now people have gotten to at least know what his philosophy is. Now we'll see where we go from here. For sure. Uh, Steve, I wasn't able to catch the baseball show. Um, Is that going to be up on the uh, app? On the WRUF app? It'll be on our website. Yeah, you'll see it. Yep. 
Okay, beautiful. Um, early impressions on the weekend series with LSU. What's your thoughts? Uh, well, I mean, LSU did not pitch it well last week. And the, the stat that sticks out to me is that defensively they only field 950. They, they've had issues defensively. Um, you know, they, they, their numbers are decent. They, they hit over 300. Their team ERA is like I think three and a half or whatever it is. But they weren't – they had a scrape, scrape just to win a game uh, last weekend. So, But they'll be ready. I mean, you've got a good coach there. They'll be ready to play. But I, I don't know that they're – you know, the powerhouse we've seen LSU in previous years. They're good and certainly capable, but I don't know that they're, you know, head and shoulders above anybody. 10-4, yeah. Okay, I'll have a chance to talk to you uh, later about that later on in uh, the week. All right, you take care. All right, have Tony, thank you. Let's get uh, Dan here. Hi, Dan. Hey, Steve. Speaking of Gator Baseball, I was at the game last night. Um, kind of sad to see that Pogue didn't even make it out of the first inning. Yeah, it was. Um, but anyway, um, that was a really slow game last night. Um, there was uh, three hours, and it was only three to two. Um, but, you know, Florida, I, you know, they had 11 hits, and Bethune-Cookman had one, and, so, and it was a one-run ball game. That happens sometimes. Yeah. it was. Uh, we lost a lot of uh, base runners last night, uh, but I'll tell you, Fabian's second home run, I think it was the first pitch fastball, uh, got out of there in a hurry, and it was towering. It was over the, the bullpen. It was a very impressive drive. Well, again, I, I think that's what the average fan sees in Judd Fabian and, and mm-hmm. obviously understand why. But I thought Kevin O'Sullivan last night and talking to him in the postgame hit the nail on the head. The biggest improvement in Judd Fabian, the biggest, is his strikeout-to-walk ratio. It's, it's night and day better from last year. That's where he's made the most improvement as a hitter, to me. Well, he only struck out one time last night. That was his last at bat. Right. I mean, I'm just uh, saying overall, if you look at his numbers, strikeouts-to-walks, uh-huh. it, it, from last year to this year, it's not even close. And, and Bethune-Cookman is a much better ball club now than they used to be. It used to be, you know, those 15 to nothing games. They were very competitive, I thought. Well, I, I love what their coach does. Um, you know, Coach Hernandez, I think, has the right approach in that, look, to get to the NCAA tournament, right, to get, you, you've got to win the SWAC. It's a one-bid yep. league. And the second part of that equation is, if you do win the league, there's a 95% chance for a regional you're going to get sent to Gainesville or to Florida or to Tallahassee or to Miami. So why not play those teams, you know, in their parks and get used and you see them and you get used to the surroundings there. That's smart. That's really smart to me. Yeah. I thought that, that uh, stealing home in the first inning was pretty exciting. I don't think anybody was except for Bethune Cookman was expecting that, you know? No. And I mean, he, there was a read on his part, certainly. Um, but, uh-huh. yeah, you don't see that very often at all any any level of baseball. Yeah. All right, Steve, thanks. Yes, sir, Dan. Thank you. 392-8255. We're going to talk next to a high school coach of a Gator commitment in, in men's basketball to Mike White. What will that young man do now? Hopefully we'll find out.
127. Time check brought to you by Hayes Chillery, ESPN, 98.1 FM, 8.50 AM, WRUF. If it's happening with the Gator Nation, hear it here first. ESPN, 98.1 FM, 8.50 AM, WRUF. March Madness is upon us once again. Thank goodness. Each year, millions participate in what is known as bracketology, trying to guess the winners of each game. Part of what makes this so much fun is the wild unpredictability of the tournament. A last-second buzzer beater, the rise of an unexpected Cinderella team, or the upset of the number one seed. The odds of predicting a perfect bracket are one in nine quintillion. Just like the tournament, life is filled with the unexpected. The Bible says, don't boast about tomorrow, for no man knows what a day may bring. When we're faced with unpredictability of life, it shatters the illusion that we're in control. We're not in control. But we have a God who is in control, and He knows the future. Do you know Him? Why not trust Him today and give Him control of your life? This is Bryant Wright, still trying to fill out the perfect bracket. Speaking right from my heart. If you're suffering every day with joint pain, stop and listen. You can get real, lasting relief now with natural biologic treatments at QC Kinetics. Hey, it's Steve Russell. QC Kinetics is the nation's leader in regenerative solutions that can restore and repair damaged tissue. No surgery, no drugs. This is the relief you've been hoping for, for your aching hips, knees, shoulders, lower back. The unique protocols at QC Kinetics were created by a physician with years of study in regenerative restorative medicine. They're treating patients every day in hundreds of clinics nationwide with remarkable success, life-changing results, zero downtime. It's the new, better, smarter, non-surgical, non-invasive way to deal with joint pain. And they're right here, ready to help you now. Call for a free consultation. Make this spring and summer your best ever with no joint pain holding you back. Call the local medical professionals at QC Kinetics now. Now with offices in Ocala and the Villages. 352-400-4550. That's 352-400-4550. Advanced security from Cox Panoramic Wi-Fi protects your connected devices from online threats 24-7. But hey, you're probably safe without it. Probably. Like how that free streaming website was probably not a scam. Someone's probably not stealing your bank info as we speak to buy a four-story Chalet Grand. Yeah, you're probably fine. Or you could know your network is covered with advanced security from Cox Panoramic Wi-Fi. Restrictions apply. Copyright 2020 Cox Communications, Inc. All rights reserved. Daughtry Tree Service has been voted Our Town Magazine's favorite local tree company for 2020, as well as the Newberry Business Hall of Fame for the third year in a row. Call us today for a free estimate. And remember, at Daughtry Tree Service, there's no tree too tall. We do them all. From the UF Weather Center, here is your WRUF weather update. Several areas of showers across North Florida today. Sea breeze storms developing east of I-75 and pushing eastward toward the first coast. That'll last through the start of the evening. But the bigger story going to be a squall line pushing in from the Big Bend. And it'll impact Lake City all the way down to Cedar Key later on in the afternoon and into the evening. Locally heavy rain rates, gusty winds will be possible. From the UF Weather Center, I'm meteorologist Megan Borowski. This, keep it on the down low here, is the Dan Patrick Show. If I'm the Pelicans... I'm not pleased about this. 
And I don't think a doctor goes, here's your rehab. How about you try to do a Vince Carter dunk? <laughs> you have foot surgery, you're rehabbing your foot, and then you're out there dunking. I wouldn't be pleased about this at all. Because this feels like there's a little disconnect between Zion and the franchise. Dan Patrick. The Dan Patrick Show. Weekday mornings at 9, right here on WRUF. Coming in April, Tampa Bay Rays Baseball, right here on ESPN 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WRUF, and anywhere in the world on the WRUF radio app. It's the Dean of Sports Talk in Gainesville, Steve Russell, on ESPN 98.1 FM and 850 AM, WRUF. Well, you just heard... The new Gator men's basketball coach, Todd Golden, in his introductory press conference. Before Mike White left, he had signed three players to come play at the University of Florida. One of them from Dr. Phillips High School in Orlando. And the coach at Dr. Phillips, Ben Witherspoon, is now going to join us. Coach, thank you for doing this. Um, Obviously, uh, Gator fans are wondering... Uh, about Denzel Aberdeen and what his plans might be. So I'll let you take it over from here, Coach. What can you tell us about uh, his plans? Is he still looking at Florida? What's what's the latest with him? Thanks for having me on, Steve. Sure, Ben. Um, speaking with, with Denzel and his family, uh, Denzel obviously was excited to be recruited by Florida um, and Coach White and their staff and extremely excited to be a Gator. Um, and he's still excited to be a Gator. Um, they are planning on staying. Uh, they, they met with Coach Golden um, over the phone uh, earlier this week. Uh, they're planning on meeting in person soon, uh, but um, conversations went well. Uh, I did some research on Coach Golden as well and, and watched some film, comparing some things that, that, that we do and, and talked to Denzel and his family about it. And um, They are excited um, to, to still be Gators. Ben, since you brought that up, uh, let's do a little X's and O's here. When you did your research uh, with what Coach Golden does, what'd you find out? What'd you see? Um, I, I saw um, a team that played with with, with great pace and, and, and pushed the ball when those opportunities were there, um, and, and played fast and, and took advantage um, of number of situations. Um, but when they didn't, they brought the ball out and, and, and ran great stuff. I mean. Um, he, he plays the game in a modern way, things that you see over in EuroLeague and, and in the NBA um, with a lot of ball screen action and, and a lot of action in front of the ball screen to make it tough to guard and, and, and tough to, to know the ball screen's coming and uh, hard to scout because uh, when your guys can just make reads and play, um, it's hard to scout. So I uh, saw that and, and a lot of flex space, um, offense for shots for guards. They had a, a dominant guard uh, at San Francisco there um so good to to see what what he did with the dominant guard um in a position that, that denzel will potentially be in so um loved what what he did offensively with san francisco and looking forward to, to what he does with the gators well for gator fans who are listening coach uh, uh tell them about the young about denzel you know what he brings to the table as far as his basketball ability is concerned yeah denzel is first of all as, as a person he's an incredible kid um Loves basketball. That, that's all, all the kid does. Uh, he's a worker. Uh, lives in the gym. I, I have, he, he doesn't really do anything at home. <laughs> uh, he's, he's just always in the gym. He, he loves to get better and work on his game. 
that, that's all he does. So um, that, that's the first thing to know about Denzel. And, and then as a player on the floor, um, I, I heard Coach Golden talk today about being elite with taking care of the ball, and, and Denzel is that number one, and that's the most important thing with when you have a point guard. Um, I was always at ease with Denzel having the ball. Uh, so that, that's something to look forward to there. And, and then um, and the similarities between what we do at Dr. Phillips and, and the things that like that Coach Golden likes to do uh, are perfect for Denzel. Uh, he is great shooting out of, out of ball screens. Uh, he's, his best skill is, is his shooting, um, aside from his ball handling. So um, look forward to, to him being great because he's already been making those reads, taking those shots, running similar actions um, to what Coach Golden does. Ben, where do you think Denzel has improved the most over the course of his time there? Um, the first thing is is just being a winner. Um, he came to us. He, he was young, came from a private school, transferred to us to, to, to get a higher level of competition, um, and he became a, a big-time winner. Uh, he led us to our first-ever state championship in, in school history. Uh, two district championships, two regional championships. Um, so that's the first thing is if you learn how to lead a team to win um, while, while being with us. And then um, secondly, he made big-time uh, strides as an athlete. Um, he, As a sophomore, he was a small, um, okay to average athlete. And, and then uh, he made a jump this year um, to where I, I have – confidence in, in being able to step the SEC and, and, and be really effective uh, because of where he is athletically now. Um, ben Witherspoon's our guest, head coach at Dr. Phillips High School. That's where Denzel Aberdeen went. And, of course, he had committed to Florida under Mike White. And if you just heard what Coach said, he's looking forward to meeting the new coaching staff and will still come to the University of Florida. Um, coach, I hope I ask a fair question here. A lot of people look at the sport of basketball now you know, we're older school like me, and they hear, you know, analytics, you know, they hear different things in the sport. Does that creep down to the high school level too, or is it pretty much, you know, the way it's been? It absolutely creeps down to the high school level. The, the analytics transfer over. Uh, it, it might be even more so um, prevalent with us or should be more prevalent because um, just – across the board, there's less skilled players in high school than there are in college, obviously, right? So those tougher shots that the analytics tell you that you should not be shooting, we should be shooting a lot less of those in high school <laughs> um, because we have guys that don't make them at a high enough clip. So, uh, I mean, those kinds of things are, are what Denzel has been used to hearing. Um, it's shots in the paint, free throws, and open threes uh, are the shots that we should be shooting. Uh, we have a no-shooting zone. <laughs> Um, they're long twos in our program. You're coming out if you shoot a, 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 a shot in a step inside the three point line, it's a wasted shot. Uh, take a step back and, and get three instead of two. Um, and then defensively on on the flip, Coach Golden talked about you know making teams take tough twos, and, and that's the shots that Denzel heard um, me tell him over and over again. Um, make guys take contested twos off the dribble. So, I'm sorry. Last he, he question. Definitely hurt. Last question yeah. for you, Coach. Um, in, in, in studying what Coach Golden d- did at San Francisco and other places, he did, you know, Coach White obviously stressed defense. And even with all the analytics in the sport, Coach Golden also said today, hey, we're going to be a good defensive team too. As you watch tape of, of that, 
What were your impressions of what he does on the defensive end? Yeah, I was happy to hear him say that today, and that was, that was really the first few things out of his mouth, you know, being elite defensively and rebounding. Um, and watching them, um, saw him play a lot of man-to-man, but just sound man-to-man. Uh, didn't go overboard with, with pressure and, and, and giving up um, a, a lot of paint touches and, and letting the ball get deep. They did a good job of getting back and, and keeping bodies in front of people and making them take tough shots, exactly what he talked about. Uh, a big part of that is balancing how much pressure uh, you put out there because when you pressure, it's obviously risky. Uh, you're going to give up open threes. You're going to give up the basket sometimes because you're playing out of four on three. Um, so I saw you know them be sound and, and stay in front of the ball and, and keep guys in front of them and make, make them take tough twos. Well, Ben, I know you just made a lot of Gator fans happy because uh, of the news you gave us about Denzel still uh, making it to Gainesville to play basketball here. So thanks for the information, and thank you for taking the time to talk to us. No problem. Thanks for having me on. You got it, Coach. Thank you. Ben Witherspoon, who won a state championship, Class 7A, at uh, Dr. Phillips High School in Orlando. Denzel Aberdeen, uh, the young man who still looks like he'll be coming to play at the University of Florida, uh, which is good stuff. All right, the rest of the day, it'll be us, 392-8255. You can email uh, srussell at wruf.com. Let's get to a couple of those now. Uh, Let me get to them here. Uh, Here they are. Okay, getting to them here. Roger says uh, he's going to listen to the Coach Golden press comments. Recently, one of ESPN's top ten plays was from a college baseball game. Uh, player after a hit, stole second, third, and then home on the same play. Been watching baseball a long time and a first for me. Which of the remaining number ones will be the first to lose uh, in the tournament? Ooh. I'm really rooting for Gonzaga, so I hope not them. Maybe Arizona, That, if I had to guess. But let me tell you, Roger, don't listen to me because if you looked at my bracket, it isn't worth the paper. It's printed on. So don't listen to me. But if I had to guess, uh, it'd be Arizona. And that's just, you know, top of my head without looking at, you know, who else they play, et cetera. George says, uh, I am a wasn't C kind of guy. The press conference like a first date. They all do great. Let's see how the relationship plays out over the next few years. Well, of course. Of course. That's what anybody is judged by. Yes. BB says, new coach sounds good. Like his thoughts on international recruiting. Might be a really good avenue to explore. Hope that you know who's play nice with him at least for two years. Yeah, I, I think they will. Um, Larry says, I remember Billy Donovan's first press conference at UF. As I watched Coach Golden on YouTube, it was deja vu to me. This guy strikes me as Billy, too. Like Billy, he comes from a mid-major. He tried a career in business, which is what Billy did, before deciding to coach. And he's an oh-so-articulate, genuine, and impressive guy. Now, he says, may he recruit and coach up to the standards of Billy Donovan. If he does that, you got a winner here. David says, didn't hear anything I didn't want to, so that's a start. I'm a season ticket holder, never attended UF or any other school. I grew up in the shadows of Clemson's Death Valley. Fell in love with the Gators in the late 80s and early 90s when stationed in Alaska. I've supported all the Gators sports the best I could. Leery about both major sports starting over with new coaches, both in the heat of recruitment. I believe both are starting behind the eight ball. 
Next year's possibly going to be a bloodbath. Fans, keep your chins up and never relent. Well, remember, David, what's different now than what it used to be is two words, transfer portal. You can get well more quickly. By the way, in case you didn't hear, Gator softball game today against Stetson postponed because of bad weather. Rescheduled to Wednesday, April 27th. 144, time check brought to you by Hayes Chillery. Final segment coming up, ESPN, 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WRUF. Gainesville Sports Center, here's what's trending now on ESPN, 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WRUF. Good afternoon, I'm Matt Boston. The Florida Gators softball team's game tonight against Stetson has been postponed due to impending inclement weather. The two teams were set to play their final game of their two-game series after Florida's 7-0 win last night. The game will be rescheduled for April 27th. Florida Gators gymnast Trinity Thomas was officially named SEC Gymnast of the Year. She was joined by four other teammates on the All-SEC team after the Gators won the SEC Championship. In the NFL, the Chiefs are trading six-time Pro Bowl wide receiver Tyreek Hill to the Miami Dolphins for five draft picks. The Chiefs receive a first, second, and a fourth round pick, as well as two picks in 2023. That's your Gainesville Sports Center. I'm Matt Ruffman. ESPN 98.1 FM, 8.50 AM, WRUF. Gator baseball season is in full swing. And you'll catch every second of the action right here on WRUF. Gator baseball broadcasts are sponsored in part by Auto ER. Auto ER for the life of your car. There are certain memories you have of great nights with great friends. Memories that'll last a lifetime. And if you're like a lot of folks, many of those memories happened at 1728 West University Avenue in Gainesville. It's been many names over the years. The College Inn, the Purple Porpoise, Gator City, and six years ago, a new establishment was built at that address. The Social at Midtown. The Social at Midtown is Gainesville's favorite restaurant and rooftop bar and is located right across from Ben Hill Griffin Stadium. The Social has 60 huge flat-screen TVs, so you won't miss one second of the action. And every night, they have different specials, but you don't have to wait till the nighttime to head to The Social. They open for lunch at 11 o'clock every day of the week. Check out their delicious menu at thesocialgnv.com. Follow them on social media to see the latest specials. It's time to make new memories at 1728 West University Avenue. See you at The Social at Midtown. March Madness is upon us once again. Thank goodness. Each year, millions participate in what is known as bracketology, trying to guess the winners of each game. Part of what makes this so much fun is the wild unpredictability of the tournament. A last-second buzzer beater, the rise of an unexpected Cinderella team, or the upset of the number one seed. The odds of predicting a perfect bracket are one in nine quintillion. Just like the tournament, Life is filled with the unexpected. The Bible says, don't boast about tomorrow, for no man knows what a day may bring. When we're faced with unpredictability of life, it shatters the illusion that we're in control. We're not in control. But we have a God who is in control, and he knows the future. Do you know him? Why not trust him today and give him control of your life? This is Bryant Wright, still trying to fill out the perfect bracket. 
speaking right from my heart. IDC takes value to a whole new level next weekend. April 1st, 2nd, and 3rd. It's a three-day, multi-million dollar store-wide spring sale. Save 20% and more. All wedding bands, eternity bands on sale. Thousands of engagement ring mountings on sale. Colored gemstones, fashion earrings, diamond pendants. You get up to 20% off IDC's already super low price. Plus, get up to 36 months, zero interest financing. Top designers are flying in for this with their entire collections, all of it on sale. Next weekend, only at International Diamond Center at Celebration Point. On approved Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max, weekday mornings at 6, right here on ESPN 98.1 FM, 8.50 AM, WRUF, and anywhere in the world on the WRUF radio app. WRUF Gainesville, U251CG Gainesville, from the Spurrier's Gridiron Grill Studios, we are ESPN 98.1 FM, 8.50 AM, WRUF. Sports Scene with Steve Russell on ESPN 98.1 FM and 8.50 AM, WRUF. You know, whenever I hear Stevie Wonder, I think he is one of the most underrated, if that's the right word. Think of all the music he has done. And his first hit record was when he was 12 years old. 12 fingertips everybody say yeah right and all the music he's done since then great stuff all right we get calls to end the show today let's start with uh john john hello hey steve um uh, the i heard a, a caller say that someone stole home in the florida game was that florida no that was Pistol? bethune okay bethune stole home i'm you know that Florida's got one hitter where the other teams seem to shift, and the third base kind of stands in between second and third. That's when I would steal home. Is when that something like that happens, um, where the third baseman is way off the bag. Um, I mean, that's the only time I could see taking that chance. But uh, I did have a question for you um, on pitching. Can you? As a pitcher, if you're on the rubber, you're very limited in what you can do without with base runners on. Can you pretend to be on the rubber and no. not be and, and no. try? You, you can't. No. Cannot do that. Okay. All right. Well, that's interesting. Um, because I mean, you, question, you, I'll use the word you used: pretend. Okay. Can you? Yeah. Can you have your foot uh, in back of the rubber? You mm-hmm. th- th- yes, you can, but you can't deceive the hitter, right? In other well, words, you can't. You can't the base runner. Yeah, the, well, the base runner, yes, the base runner, yes. As long as you don't make, if you're off the rubber, you know you mm-hmm. can do what you want, right? But once you set, once you set your foot on the rubber, and especially if it's the second or third base, you got to make a move there. You can't not do that. Exactly. Unless you so step off. Could- so if you had a runner on taking a, you know, you could go up, pretend you're on the rubber, base runner takes a big lead, and you don't have to follow the rules of being on the rubber. As long, as you're, off as, long the... as you're off the rubber, yes. Okay, so you can't. Okay, interesting. Um, I heard on one, or, or I saw an article o- online that said, essentially Mike White was gone at the end of the season, and he left. Knowing that, is that completely untrue? Not to my knowledge. I mean, there's there's probably uh, 
you know, 10 people, or maybe more than that, that really know the answer to that. Uh, I had gotten no indication of that from people I have talked to where Scott Strickland was thinking about making a move. For whatever that's worth. Yeah, I mean, yeah, man, I would have, monetarily speaking, if he got fired, he would be very, 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 very rich, much richer, right? Well, but but that, I mean, look, Florida's paid coaches before not to coach. That mm-hmm. that's just part of the deal now, you know, all over the place. But sure, you know, I. You're kind of, you know, we're we're kind of dredging up old oil here, so to speak. But depending on, you know, who you talk to, um, you know, Mike White felt uh, some of the fan base here went over the edge, uh, you know, did some things uh, to harm his family, you know, on social mm-hmm. media. And he had a chance to take another job and did. Yeah, well, that's terrible. That's that's awful. All right, thank you, Steve. All right, Take care. thank you, John. Now, again, you know, believe what you want or whatever. It doesn't really matter now, uh, but I just don't believe Scott Strickland was going to make that move. I've said this before. Do I think next year would have been a big year for Mike White to, you know, make improvement? Yes, no question. Blake, hello. Hey, Steve. Uh, question about baseball. Um, the starting rotation, obviously, is not kind of set in stone for mm-hmm. uh, for the guys, besides Friday, obviously. Um, and Scott looks pretty good when he's on, but when he's off, it's going to be bad. Sunday seems to be up to grabs, and I don't know if I've seen him pitch since the opening weekend, but do you know what happened to the lefty? Yeah, Coppola, yeah, hurt his back. He's had back issues. Uh, hopefully he's uh, going to start throwing to hitters next week. Okay, so he may come back this season still because he looked like he could be uh, could electric. Could I mean he's had you know back issues and you know you never know you know what that is, but apparently he'll start throwing to hitters now. Just just because of that and because he hasn't pitched, it's going to take him a while to you know to build back up. So I mean we're almost you know in April here, so I wouldn't yeah. think if he did if he did get that back. Uh, he wouldn't do it until after, you know, we're in the month of April. But, you know, time will tell. Awesome. All right. Thank you. Okay, Blake, thank you. If I had to guess, and believe me, it's a guess, it would be Barco, Sprout, TBA. Or you make a choice and say, uh, I'm going to – because I, I think Timmy Manning has been given – I don't think Timmy Manning could complain that he hasn't been given – chances to pitch and be the Sunday starter. He has. Okay? So if you go away from that because he's not pitched well, the next guy I'd put in there would be Ryan Slater. That's one person's opinion. And then, you know, you piece it together after that. And that's why, to go back to the Friday starter, the Friday starter in the SEC, all over the place, but in our league, really sets the tone. Really sets the tone. Okay? If you go deep into the game, then you save your bullpen for Saturday and Sunday. If the starter gets knocked out and then you got to use your pen, that makes what happens on Sunday all that more important. So, 
Yeah. Larry says he thinks Calipari's buyout is like $52 million. I believe he'll stay at Kentucky. Yeah, probably. But that's a whole nother can of worms. Because if you think the expectation here is crazy, well, I mean, in the, in the bluegrass? Come on now. Whole different thing. Joe emails, I am happy, I'm ecstatic, the Dolphins got Tyreek Hill. How big a trade is this for the Dolphins? Well, look, we won't know. I mean, they gave up a lot to get him, okay? But if you're going to build your – this is and – and Sam, I think, is a Dolphins fan, okay? If you're going to build your team around Tua, if that's what your plan is – well, then any quarterback, but, you know, he's not Aaron Rodgers. Or, I mean, let's say he's not. So you got to get him weapons. He's pretty versatile weapon. You agree, Dolphin fan? Yeah, I'm a huge Dolphin fan, Steve, and I, I'm through the roof right now. Mike McDaniel said in day one that he wanted to get speed around to it. He wanted to effectively create an RPO system. Why not do that by getting the fastest receiver in the NFL? You pair him with Jalen Waddle, who's another rising star in the NFL. You got Raheem Mostert, Chase Edmonds, signed Taron Armstead, one of the best left tackles in the NFL. The Dolphins appear to be all in, and we're going to find out a lot about Tua Tagovailoa in 2022. Yeah, because he's going to, if they stay healthy, he'll have the weapons. Now, $120 million is a lot of jack. I think it's a four-year deal. Did I read? It's four years. Three three years of it are fully guaranteed. $72 million is fully guaranteed for him. He's kind of just reset the receiving market a little bit. A few days after, it just got reset by Devontae Adams. But it's been a crazy NFL offseason, Steve. I can't think of one in recent memory that's been quite as eventful as this one. And it all starts with the quarterbacks. I mean, look at, look at that. I mean, if, if you just – whatever team you root for – and, and, and I really hope, you know, maybe today, tomorrow, whenever, you know, more of you would discuss that based on the team that you root for. I mean, the Saints stuck with Jameis Winston. That was surprising a little bit to me. The Colts went and got Matt Ryan, but who's Matt Ryan going to throw to? That's my question. If, if I'm a Colts fan... That's, and again, I'm not saying they won't address that in the draft, but right now, today, that's the question I would ask of them. And then the elephant in the room is Baker Mayfield. And doesn't Seattle scream for him, right? And the AFC West is ridiculous now. All those teams improved themselves, in my opinion, okay? Okay. Did you see Demarcus Robinson, the Gator, leaving the Chiefs? He's going with the Raiders. Yeah. So he leaves for a division rival. Several Gators, um, you know, are making different moves and such. And speaking of that, Florida's Pro Day is Monday. And we hope to be broadcasting from there on Monday. That'll be kind of cool. Well, you heard... And, you know, I'm sure it'll be called the golden era uh, has started. Very impressive press conference from Florida, Florida's new men's basketball coach. Hope you enjoyed that as we brought you that live. And also uh, news about Gator recruit Denzel Aberdeen talking to his coach today. 
Ben Witherspoon, it seems like he's still aiming to uh, honor his commitment to Florida. So that is certainly good news after yesterday's decommitment. That's our show for today. We'll do it again tomorrow at noon, and we hope you'll be here to talk sports with us. I'm Steve Russell. Stay dry. You're listening to ESPN 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WRUF.